you know what I realized? I had little to no knowledge. Like I had a child's grasp on what hibernation meant up until a couple years ago. Oh, I, I literally thought the bears were sleeping. They're not. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did I'm telling you, I had a child's, <laughs> a child's grasp. Nobody ever corrected us. They had little stories. And I hung on about, to that for dear life. Yeah. I was like, why would they, why, why, why do I have any reason to believe the bears aren't sleeping? <laughs> and then I came across it like well into my 20s and I was like, what? <laughs> what? No one actually told us in depth what hibernation is. We had cute little storybooks about I had, bears that sleep during the winter. I had, And then they were just like, later on, they were like, hibernation, you guys know about that. I'm like, yes, the sleepy time. <laughs> why do I, why did I have any other reason to believe? And like, not to mention, again, I was referencing a cartoon for this knowledge that I clung on to, obviously, but SpongeBob showed Sandy sleeping. Yeah. So. Everything they've ever shown us. Do the us- squirrels? Because the squirrels aren't sleeping either. Look at, am I just like busting out? <laughs> like, who do I think I am right now? I'm like, the squirrels aren't sleeping either, Brie. Did you know this? <laughs> now you're becoming that meme of like every guy with a podcast where they're like, let me blow your mind. <laughs> hey, world. We've so- been being lied to. Uh, they have no me one, all the way fucked up. No one ever corrected us. No one. We have been lied to our whole lives. Actually, that we is just have the tip of the iceberg. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, actually, I didn't believe my teachers like were telling me the truth because I didn't know them. Oh. I didn't know Harry from Sally. You know, <laughs> I'm like, who are you to me? Well, I just, I just get smarter than the rest. Well, I of just us. get dropped off here now. And so I was like, I actually don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I have, I have literally no reason to believe anything you're saying. So anyway, <laughs> nobody ever had to worry about me getting stolen. This is so on brand for you. This but is, also, like, good for you for right. questioning. So I would go home and then, like, check it with my mom. Because <laughs> she knows everything. Yeah, I would be like, uh, mom. And I would be, like, subtle with it, too. Like, I'm not trying to, like, let on to that I'm suspicious of my first grade teacher. Um, I'm like, how do you spell red? <laughs> And she's like, R-E-D. And I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. okay, okay Miss Kesson. One point for you. I said, you got that one. I said, well, <laughs> while we're on topic, two plus two, four. Okay, 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 okay. I had no trust. How many quarters make a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> I have four quarters right here. What does How that mean? Do mm-hmm. If I was a gambler, if you were a gambling man, <laughs> would you say this is a dollar? If Sally has seven apples and she gives away two. <laughs> now she just thinks you're trying to get answers for homework. Yeah, she's like, bitch. <laughs> I hate word problems. <laughs> no, I actually, oh my God. I did frustrate a kid so bad in high school because I wouldn't leave him alone. I was like, Adrian, Adrian, will you help me? What's the equation? And then he finally just asked for my paper and wrote down the equation. <laughs> he, I've never had a man get, well, actually, I've had a lot of men get mad at me, but... <laughs> Just a man, like, I really enjoyed, I said, do I just have to annoy, I was like, what is this power, what do I have here? <laughs> How, what, just, what do I do it? with it? What Keep do I do going. with it? What do I do with these trust issues and <laughs> the ability to be annoying? <laughs> what to do, what to do? Oh yeah, make a podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, if you were wondering why you're here, now you know. <laughs> 
And if it's your first time here, I'm Brie. I'm Abby, and I swear I'm not crazy. Regardless, we are your rent-free roommates. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why are you sorry? Because I'm crazy roommate, I guess. <laughs> That's how I feel. We're all a little crazy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Once you've lived long enough. <laughs> <laughs> You were just on to it yeah, I, at a yeah, much younger yeah. age. I'm just trying to let everybody know. Ask questions. <laughs> Fact check with your mom. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I would feel like such a badass if I was your mom and you just believed everything I said. Yeah, she had a lot of power there too. <laughs> and that's why I couldn't let on. <laughs> You really knew what you were doing. To what I was like, the, if she knows I'm like, you know, <laughs> trying to figure this. And that's to, to backtrack to last week's episode or where I'm talking about, you know, being a baby and being so overwhelmed by everything. Again, <laughs> think about it. Kindergarten. Now you've got ladies telling you like, and you should just trust them. <laughs> I did trust everything Miss Carbray said because she was the only nice person until I met Miss Daly. Yeah. <laughs> We all know how I felt about her. Hugger. I loved her. <laughs> um, we, again, yeah, we're your rent-free roommates. Troubled Welcome childhoods back. here. Welcome back if you're joining us again. So glad you're here. I'm just always glad when we don't scare people away. Honestly, because <laughs> I tr- I like to use the intros to be my authentic self mm-hmm. and kind of use it as like my time to maybe air my grievances or things I want to go <laughs> on a tangent about. Um, and today it was hibernation. <laughs> as you should. A topic that we all apparently just, needed to talk about. It's crazy. Much sooner. You guys. And at the same time. And you're so far from alone. Right. At the same time, you know, you can trust your teachers, but you always got to keep asking questions so that you don't end up like a fool like me at 26, <laughs> learning that bears don't sleep the entire time. It's crazy. All the propaganda, sleepy time tea. It's a bear. <gasps> it's a bear. <laughs> this is not a conspiracy theory podcast. Sorry, it's coming off like that this week. Again. I use the intros to talk about what's on my mind. I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, unfortunately, Brie is just a true gal pal. That's why she's such a great roommate. Wink, wink, everyone. Um, and we should all listen to her and everything she has to say. But because she oh, always... You. Yeah, you're welcome. Because she always ends up getting on the bandwagon with me. Nobody rides harder on my anger than Brie. Brie's like, I like what she's saying. It's yeah. not like something about a bear. Something about... And, and speaking of bears, she said, they're on the... Hey, wait a minute. They're on the cardboard box. <laughs> Isn't that weird, Abby? Get me all riled up. That's a good friend. <laughs> and if you need a good friend... We're here for you. Yes. <laughs> a good laugh. Hopefully. A good crazy talk. Um, a good rant. If you want a good rant... I'm your girl. Yes. If you want some great advice, we're your girls. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and you can make sure that you don't miss any of that if you subscribe to us. Yes. You can follow us on either of our platforms. That is Instagram or Facebook. We are rent-free roommates. Both places. Both. <laughs> so it's super easy. Kill two birds, one stone. Don't close your apps. Be like my mom. You can just <laughs> open the other one right away. Or if you want any of this lucrative advice that people are just running (laughs) to the stands to get from Brie and I, um, Brie, where can they email us? You can email us at rentfreeroommates at gmail.com. 
That is R-E-N-T-F-R-E-R-O-O-M-A-T-E-S at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> Email us. We really enjoy it. We really do. That is genuine. <laughs> I love getting emails from you guys and i love feeling like we're meeting you guys yeah truly though i think that's a really good way to put it it does feel like we kind of made a new friend yeah (laughs) and if you're if you're returning if you want to come back the best way to know is to follow us like we said and the best way to help us out honestly is to share if you could share rate review subscribe all of those great things it means so much to us and it helps us out a lot We really do want to keep growing this and we want more roomies. And the only way to do that is if you share and they see it. (laughs) I mean, that's, I don't know a better way. That's just how it goes. I don't know a better way. (laughs) I don't. And we hope you guys liked the last episode. We, we would love to do more stuff like that. If you have any fun stories or scary stories, because we also loved that. We know that we're itching to do another scary episode. We do not have to wait for october no yeah if anything really scary is happening in your life i want to know and i want to talk about it i want to talk about it and then i want to say the night if you live in a haunted house (laughs) (laughs) kind of scary right kind of scary right it would be very scary i'm a big old chicken i know you are (laughs) me too though underneath it all (laughs) (laughs) what were we watching and you were just saying you were like why do i Say your name <laughs> as if I'm the one like forcing you to watch it or doing it. <laughs> it was the Equalizer 3. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was lit. Denzel. He, guys, when are we gonna learn? He wants, <laughs> he wants to mind his own business, but if yeah. you're gonna make him not mind his business, get ready. Yeah, and that's all I have to say. Get ready. The man just wants peace. God damn it! Don't mess with Denzel. Please follow <laughs> us at Rent Free Roommates. Please email us at rentfreeroommates at gmail Send us your stories. Send us your love. Yeah. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Let's and get with into that, it. <laughs> love it. <laughs>
if it was anybody else, if it was any other guy, I would be offended, but yeah. we love him. We do. <laughs> so, oh my God. I, <laughs> That's phenomenal. But it was uh, Green Day, the Green Day Packers, and the 69ers. <laughs> oh my God. We had a fun time. I just need them. to say that sports would be better. <laughs> If women got to announce them for people, maybe like here's hear me out, NFL, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Bree and I in a box, rent free roommates. Um, we have a specific channel, so we're not making the boys back home mad. Oh my god, yeah, we're just the girls. Channel. Yeah, yeah, we're the girls channel, girls, and it's like days and days that have girls, no gays and days, <laughs> girls, gays and days, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, make it happen. <laughs> and this is our audition, NFL. We're going to read some stories, give some <laughs> advice. Um, let us know what you think. We're going to send this to you. <laughs> but first, we're going to help out our friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Am I the asshole for communicating my feelings directly to a clingy friend? I had met Hannah a while back on my daily commute to work via public transit. The first day of talking to her, she explained that she was trying to make new friends since she was new to the area. I could tell she was trying to talk to anybody that would give her eye contact. Overhearing her and sitting in a spot where avoiding eye contact was hard, she fixated on me. I thought to myself that I wasn't looking for a commute buddy or really any new friends, but talking to her wasn't so bad as she was pretty easy to talk to. She would talk a lot about herself, explaining her relationship dynamics, her boyfriend, her family, dog troubles, work life, and how hard she has it. To me, I never got the impression that she wanted my help specifically, but only to have someone to vent to from time to time, which I was fine with. As time passed, she would explain in more detail about her life. She told me about how abusive her boyfriend is, how manipulative her job is, how toxic her family was, the fact that she's barely scraping by, how she struggles to find a place to live due to bad credit and not having a support system. The list goes on. The bad outweigh the good by a mile each time. I would try my best to give her advice and help her think through situations and come up with solutions. This was every time I saw her. All of her woes made my heart break for her time and time again. Whenever we would see each other, she would update me on the next unlucky thing that would happen to her. And like clockwork, I would give advice. Eventually, her texting grew to a daily thing. This was getting too much for me. Sometimes it was two to three times a day, even though I didn't respond. And when I did, she would come back with novels explaining her woes to which I would feel obligated to give advice for. She started calling me her best friend and that I was something special to her. This felt like she was desperately clinging to anyone that would give her attention, even if it were just from time to time. We didn't hang out outside of the commute, which was only about 30 minutes, and we went to one lunch in person. Around when her texts got frequent, my family and I were going through a rough time with a dying loved one, and my job was becoming more demanding. Her daily texts were causing anxiety that I didn't need. After mulling it over with my partner and debating with myself, I sent her the text asking to stop texting me daily and explaining my feelings toward our relationship. After that, she didn't respond. In fact, I found out that she blocked me on everything. So now I feel shitty for asking it all, and I've lost her as a friend completely. Am I the asshole for asking my clingy friend directly to stop texting me so much, and my feelings on how I cannot be her best friend? Should I reach out to her and apologize? No. <laughs> no. No. Mm -mm. Um, you're feeling guilt for 
her reaction to you expressing your feelings. I would, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard situation because hindsight, of course, we wish like you had set boundaries for yourself sooner, but it's such a hard situation to do that. And I feel like now though, what you're asking in should you reach out again or anything like that, you shouldn't because you even said in the beginning that she wasn't really somebody that you wanted to be like good friends with or anything like that. Or like you had this idea of what the friendship was that you wanted and she went full speed ahead and kind of bulldozed past any just like acquaintance or like commute buddy type thing. And so why reconnect something that you didn't really want in the first place? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that statement. My initial reaction to this of when you're like, do I need to apologize? And why I was so quick to be like, no, is because the text that the person had sent them to was still validating their feelings and understanding like basically you were just communicating that you're not in the headspace to take on their issues as well and can't necessarily take on this title that is one-sided and respectfully let them know that I, I this just isn't the relationship that I want so you communicated that and I feel like some people too when you give them an inch they take a mile and I've worked with a lot of people too who the second you're like why is your day so bad? They're like, let me tell you. And yeah. then they just unleash it all. And to me, I just, that really bugs me because I, I personally think it's a little bit of a selfish thing to do, especially when it's such a heavy, heavy, heavy topic consistently. Because I've also had friends do that to me where every time I knew I was going to see them or hear from them, it's when their life was going to shit. They needed advice about something. They weren't going to mm -hmm. ask me about my day. And it was just constant negativity and constant unloading and me having to be this therapist friend and them not even giving a shit if maybe I'm in the headspace right now to carry on this. Because again, I say it a lot. When I talk about even relationships with people, friendships, intimate relationships, we take on people's energy. No matter what, who yeah. you end up spending your time with is the energy that they give off and that you take on. And so it's really important that we set those boundaries when we feel like somebody is sucking that out of us. Like, I hang out with Brie so much because she brings, like, a life out of me, a, like, a very fun, playful side. So I like hanging out with people who bring out that same energy in me. And it's true, though, like I would even say when it's negative here, we can feel it if it's coming from one person, too, because it's the, that's just how much energy can give off. Oh, yeah. And so she's putting that on you constantly for 30 minutes every day, not asking if you're in the right headspace, because, yes, people do go through things. But I firmly believe that we should also ask for permission if they can take this burden on. Mm -hmm. I try and do that when people ask me, like. I think Brie and I also make it a point to do that with each other. It's, it's like, hey, I know you're going through it. Can I tell you this? Or if mm -hmm. it's work related, we're like, okay, we'll only talk about it for like 20 more minutes and then we're done. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was just going to say is we need to normalize like prefacing stuff with asking if people have the space for it. And we've been trying to practice that more too, like you said, with each other, that we just kind of, just kind of prefacing, like, <laughs> how much do you want to hear, basically? Yeah. Like, not saying it that way, but literally saying sometimes, like, do you have the space for this? 
or or like it's going to be really negative yeah. or what I'm going to talk about is going to be a real Debbie Downer like do you want to hear this also been doing it with my sisters like via text where if like I they're they're one of my number one places to go aside from Abby to just like unload or vent and stuff like that and we've started to try to preface our text with I just need a vent or and like a, um, this is going to be a, an entire vent like dump and I just need to get this out so if you don't have the space like come back to it later and then just like our paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs because yeah. then at least you're giving it's like a trigger warning in a way yeah. of like giving that person that warning of like I just need to unload all of this stuff and I know that it could affect you. It could affect your day. Just like even hearing about some of this negativity. So yeah, come back to this when you have the time and space. Truly. Yeah. Like come back to this text when you need to. I've had friends do that to me too, where they're like, Oh, like I like, they let me know that they read my message by liking it. And then they come back to it a couple of days later and they'll fully say like, Oh, you know, I just wanted you to know I read your message, but I wasn't in the right headspace to respond to this at the moment. Yes. And I didn't want you to think I was like blowing you off. And that's really respectful. But one thing that I also don't like, like that your uh, bus buddy did is the fact that they just started calling you best friend when you probably by the sounds of it have never told them one intimate thing about you and that's a yeah. really frustrating just like title to throw to somebody especially if that like it's just delusional and again it brings back it brings me back to my area of like the selfishness mm -hmm. I think people who need that sort of attention will target like an empath Mm -hmm. because they know they're gonna empathize with them they're gonna want to listen they're gonna want to make them feel seen they're gonna want to make them heard and not because like I fully think we're empaths but like it's so easy for our boundaries to be crossed and that's mm -hmm. why Brie and I work so hard to yeah. establish boundaries with ourselves and then with each other too because as an empath like it's so easy for me to like put my boundaries aside to try and help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it takes a lot. And I'm happy that you texted them. I'm happy that you advocated for yourself because that's fully what you did here. You just stood up for yourself. And it's also really telling how, when you communicate your feelings, how, it, why is your best friend going to respond to that by blocking you? Not even asking like, are you okay? That's yeah. the thing. Or being like, you know, I fully understand. Like, any accountability there. Because, like, that's a friendship, too. It's a two-way street. So it's like, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. So it's just only when you need something, not when I need something. Like, you have no problem taking up my time and my emotional capacity. But when I need it or when I set a boundary, you respond like a child. And yeah. that's really frustrating. It's, it's a lack of self-awareness. It's complete lack of self-awareness or complete disregard of just you and or like of how you may be feeling or how their their stuff their baggage well, it, might well be they're just not you. caring that it, they're just not caring about the fact that it may end up weighing on you right it puts anybody in a really tough situation where especially somebody who is an empath where they want to be there for somebody because they do feel bad you feel bad for all of the stuff that they're going through but you have to protect yourself and your own mental health and your own feelings and you have you do have to set boundaries because 
they will just completely bulldoze over everything. And it does like it's, it weighs on you when any, every single conversation you're having with a person, it is just negativity and more negativity and more and more and more. And it just, it weighs you down and it starts affecting your day to day. Yeah. Because, and you don't even like, you can't even clock it sometimes where it's like, why am I in such a miserable mood? And it's because you have this constant negativity or just like, yeah, or it makes its way you, into your life. Or it makes you just completely dread having to go to work in the morning mm-hmm. because you know you're about to be like, not only do you have to get up, commute to work, but now you're going to be taxed with having to listen to this person's burdens. This complete stranger who's like, I'm sorry, but like your problems were not my problem until you sat here and made it my problem. Yeah. And I didn't even want this. And somehow I'm the asshole for this. You're not. Like, it's just how they interpret it, which it's like that's it's kind of seems like that's their thing where they refrain from accountability and then look for the negative and how they can spin it to the poor me kind of story. Because I bet you they're going to go around and tell people like my best friend told me that she wants me to stop telling her about my problems, things like that, fully neglecting to say I unloaded all of my personal problems to this stranger on the bus, never asked them a thing about themselves, called them my best friend after X, Y, and Z, texted them multiple times a day. Um, and then when they expressed their boundaries to me, I blocked them. Right. They're not going to say that. They're going to completely change the narrative, which it sounds like a lot of that's what she does. I think she likes that. I think she feeds off that. It sounds like she can get, she's used to getting empathy from people. Mm-hmm. Until like the clock runs out, truly, it almost makes you question. It's like a leech. All of the negativity that she, like all the stories she's been telling, right? You. Like, like the validity the of it. Perspective of this. What is the actual situation? Yeah, it's true. Like I had a couple friends like that. Like you know, it, they could tell. Like Sally could say one thing, and then what they would hear is something completely different, and then go tell somebody a completely different story. Yeah, I had a coworker who I would be like in the same room as her and see it was like when I was working special ed and it would be like this conversation or this interaction between two people and then when she would relay it to other people, she always made it sound she put it in a, this kind of voice where it's like anybody doing that makes it sound like there was yelling. Yeah, or like a sense of urgency like, or something. There was they were not yelling. Like, yeah. Is that how you perceived it? Cause that's not what happened. That is not what I witnessed. Yeah. And then I sometimes, like, if it's more serious, I would go to somebody and be like, "They were not. This student was yeah. not yelling at her." Or <laughs> like, I had a coworker. It was not that intense. Yeah, I had a coworker who would do that to me too. Where like she would say something that like I didn't necessarily agree with, like the solution to the problem, or like they would ask me a question that like was right in front of them, and it was just a matter of like you just not, you know, doing your job and looking. So mm. I would be like, I put it in the chat, and they'd be like okay like why'd you say it in that tone like you're so scary abby and then a co another co-worker would come by and they'd be like abby's mad at me and i'd be like that's not even what happened or like i would ask them to do something because they weren't already doing what they were supposed to be doing and then that's how they would tell people yeah like that's how it went and that sounds like what happens here like mm -hmm. i have personal experience with it i get it i've been around a lot of people who know how to spin the narrative to make it very negative in in such a woe is me kind of way Mm -hmm. and it is daunting it's exhausting so i truly though i applaud you for setting your boundary yeah and it i really think you're better off here and hopefully she changes butts routes too if she blocked you Yeah, because you can't kind of to circle back to what I was saying in the beginning, like 
you don't have control over how somebody reacts to Mm-mm. you setting your boundaries or expressing your feelings. If you're, you're expressing how you feel and that is important, you do have to put your own feelings out there. Nobody's going to know if you don't bring it up. So absolutely, like speak for yourself, put your feelings, your truth out there. And, you know, you're trying to be respectful. That's nice on you because they weren't really respecting your feelings. It just goes to show who you are as a person with like, you're already thinking like, oh my God, am I the bad person here? And I, that also kind of makes me think maybe you're not used to setting like boundaries for yourself. Um, it's hard. It is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like it makes me just think that that's something like you're not used to doing, which if you aren't used to doing that, it can feel really like you're being the dickhead here. But to Bree's yeah. point, you're not really responsible how people react to you setting boundaries and stuff like that. Like that's just their response and we can't control that. So it's just literally let them. Mm-hmm. let her act this way you were very mature about it you expressed you were very clear on why you couldn't and you were polite and to mm-hmm. the point and I thought you were very kind you could easily be like you know if, if you ever encounter a similar situation where again you're not looking for any new friends you can just say hi like more than welcome to sit here but it's just I, I don't really want to conversate and mm-hmm. that's just how it is and they can get offended that's fine. We can't control that. But right. it's what you want. It's not what they want. Yeah. It's how do you make your morning commute better? How do you make your life better? Not their life because this is your life. Right. You don't get off the bus with them. I mean, it sounds like obviously this person needs to talk to somebody, but they should be talking to a professional. But they should be paying somebody for that. Not some yeah. random stranger on the bus invading their life and making like their problems your problems. Yeah. So... And also a good friend in that situation, especially because you said you were going through something really difficult, a good friend would act more like the friends of my own and my sister's uh, as of recently, because we too have, we, if you've been listening, you know that, or even following on our social medias, you know that I had a really fucking rough year last year and there were things that happened almost simultaneously between um, my family and friends of ours, both completely like earth-shattering, life-changing things and was a very, very hard time and was such a weird emotion to go through where you're like, I feel like I know I love this person and I don't even have it in me to talk to this person because I want to be a good friend because I know they're also going through a really rough time, but I literally don't have it in me. When we talk about this space or even like think about it like a battery or something like that, you are so low. Your empathy even can be low because you are going through, you need it all for yourself and your situation. And we just expressed, you know, like, kind of like you were saying your friends just liking a text and then coming back to it later. It's more of that where it was very little interactions, knowing that both sides wanted to reach out and be there for each other, but didn't have the capacity to do it in the moment and now have been coming back to each other and having and catching up because we have the space now and we have a little bit more of the capacity for it. And that's a good friendship too. That's how you know the friendship on both ends respects each other because one's not so selfish to think that the other should 
you know, the other has absolutely nothing going on in their life and should just drop mm-hmm. everything for my good news or my bad news or whatever it may be and just respond to me. It's like, that's not the case. And it's really selfish to think that a human being doesn't also have something else going on too, despite whatever title you give them. So that's why it's just always important to be polite, self-aware and you know, our friends are great people, our families, great people to rely on, but it's important to be conscious of their headspace and their energy too. I don't mean ill will to this person, but I do think you're better off here. And I do hope that the person finds the right kind of help and somebody that can actually help and listen to them and help them. And I hope that person just wants it and doesn't want these bad things to be happening. Just for the sake of being able to talk about them, you know? I hope they want a better life for themselves too, and that's important here as well. Yeah. But I don't think you did anything wrong. You set a boundary. I encourage you to keep doing it whenever you feel these strong feelings. And if you're ever unsure, just know that you can talk to us. Yeah. Advocating for yourself is only ever better. Like, that, it's Mm -hmm. only ever a good thing. It's never something you should question. And I wouldn't want somebody listening to me who really doesn't like care that much or can't really help. It was a negative energy the whole time. I don't know that you ever enjoyed the energy that this person brought. So yeah. don't question it and don't reach out to bring it, it back into your life. It was just the universe life. bringing, the universe did what it needed to do. Yeah. So. But I hope everything gets better. I hope that you're you're not still struggling. I do hope that things are getting better. Um, they do with time. They do. <laughs> and... If you ever need to reach out again, we're here for you because you're a roomie now. (laughs) Come find us. (laughs) Thank you so much. Advice, please. Love you. Love you too, babes. Dearest, darlingest roomies, I have a friend. Let's call her Grace. We met virtually through a mutual friend during lockdown in 2020 and went from occasional chats to in-depth daily messages over the course of a few months. We shared everything and had each other's backs through work, frustrations, personal conflicts, and family dust-ups. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked June rolled around. June was not a good time. I unexpectedly came out to my parents as non-binary. They did not take it well and are still not using my correct pronouns, they, them. (sighs) That's tough. I'm sorry. Started trauma therapy and learned a lot about the specific ways my brain is fucked up, which was emotional and rattling. And dealt with daily misgendering at work, which had been happening anyway, but it was Pride Month and that made it a hundred times worse. Yikes. It was definitely in the top ten bad times I've had as an adult. I needed support, but Grace was nowhere to be found, despite me reaching out directly and giving periodic status updates in a group chat. Finally, after a month of being ignored, I decided to do something I don't usually do, don't laugh, and stand up for myself and express my feelings. I told Grace in a kind but straightforward way that I could have used her support as a friend over the last month, and I was hurt that she wasn't forthcoming, but understood if there were things in her life taking priority. I also asked in the future if she could be more mindful when I reached out for help. Side note, a reliable mutual friend vetted my message before I sent it, so I do feel confident that the tone would be hard to misinterpret. I could not have predicted her response if I tried. 
When we sat down over our video call to discuss what had happened, Grace accused me of acting like her parents. In this case, forcing her to put my needs over her own and saying that I didn't have a right to ask that of her. Without thinking, I did what I usually do in tense arguments and thanked her for sharing, apologized, and told her what I would do to make sure this wouldn't happen again without sharing my point of view. Mm -hmm. After this conversation, the more I sat with it, the worse I felt. I thought what I initially expressed and asked for was reasonable, but to have it thrown back in my face was hurtful, unbelievably so, and also baffling. I don't understand how she came to this conclusion in the first place. I'm her friend, not her parent. I'm usually a live and let live person, but this isn't something I can let go of without an apology or a bare minimum an acknowledgement of how she hurt me. I'm hopping a flight to the East Coast tomorrow, but I found out over the weekend that Grace will be hosting a meal with the friends I'm staying with at their house, so I can't even make an excuse not to go. It caught me off guard because I didn't tell her about my plans to visit. I'm not comfortable being around her, and it would feel awkward and upsetting. At the same time, the friends I'm staying with likely planned this because they thought it would be a fun time. They don't know about the fight. And I don't want to ruin it for them or drag them into the middle. How can I handle this while being honest and not getting hurt again? Lost in Logan Square. <laughs> First of all, I'm so sorry that you were, for literally all of it, that you're experiencing all of this. Um, and it's crazy how similar it is to the, the previous story. I yeah. was thinking the same thing while I was reading this. And there were a lot of things that I just wanted to call out right off the bat that I appreciated from your point of view. The, I like how the stories are different of where, like, you know, we got the point of view of the person receiving it, mm -hmm. and you're the person asking for the advice in mm -hmm. this case. And I think there's a lot of pros in the way you approach this compared to the last person. One, oh, yeah. you acknowledge that, you know hey, maybe you don't have the time to respond to this, but, you know, if you do, if you could get back to me, I'd love to, you know, talk about this more. And then you had someone else read it to make sure that the tone and everything was okay. And, you know, I just think you approached it in the best way possible for somebody who was going through something that is very triggering for a lot of different reasons. All of the things you listed yeah. would be, you know, really difficult for anybody to go through, let alone experience all at once. So uh, to Bree's earlier statement, I'm really sorry that you have to go through that, especially in your workplace where, you know, it's not hard to respect somebody for eight hours a day. You know, it's not hard to just say they, it's them so or say that, you know, it, it's just a lack of like, wanting and wanting to adhere to someone else's way of life because it's different than yours so I, I I'm, I'm truly very sorry that's not fun and you should feel safe where you work so right I think keep advocating for yourself too if you don't think you're being heard there I'm right there with you mm -hmm. just know that and then the other thing I wanted to note is I'm sorry that this person interpreted this in such a negative way. It makes me think that quite possibly they're also going through something and maybe took it out on you. That's not really, you know, we may or may not know that. That's one thing that we could interpret it as. If I want to try and like salvage the friendship for you in your eyes, maybe they're also going through something and responded negatively. And maybe it's worth revisiting in a couple of months where you're like, I, you know, the last time we talked, it wasn't the most positive. This has been on my mind. And I, I also think 
potentially this person could be in a better headspace at this point. And maybe how they react to this can be your defining moment of really what is, is the friendship worth it or not? Because, you know, if they're still reflecting on the situation as you acting like their parent, then I think, you know, maybe that's just how they view the relationship. And, you know, you don't need that. You're not doing that. That's not what this relationship was. Yeah, I'm so confused by that. Yeah, that and that's why of I'm being like, like, you're acting like my parent. In what way? I just have to think that that's, that's a lash out. Like, it's just so niche, you know? Yeah. You know, you yeah, don't apparently just like the problems that they're having is with their parents. Right. Sorry. And that's me. It's, it sounds like a projection in my opinion. Yeah. Like the way I interpret that. So that's why I'm like, I, I almost feel like you caught them in something and mm. they're not communicating fully. Either way, they're not communicating correctly. Even if they, you know, do think that you're taking more of their emotional. But like, it sounds like you two used to communicate properly and well. What's the sudden change? Right. You know? That's, you know, what is that about? That's not necessarily your business to figure out at the moment. I think you need a little bit of your space, but I think it's something worth visiting, you know, in a couple of months, if you feel so inclined and asking them, like, you know, the last time we talked, we spoke about X, Y, and Z. I've had some time to think. I'm not really happy how we left off. This is how I feel. Um, and then you can address their concerns about you coming off as a parent, that kind of thing. And I think how they approach that situation will kind of tell you everything you need to know about the next chapter of your guys' relationship. Yeah, ask questions to get clarity just because... It seems like it came out of nowhere. I Yeah. And I agree with what Abby was saying that you maybe people could draw parallels of like you bringing you kind of venting you're you're the one venting this time in this story but you came at it in a respectful way Mm -hmm. of being like I totally get it like if you don't have the space but let me know like I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to ask because she's if if she was getting upset by stuff that you were saying she's clearly not advocating for yourself and you're in in turn kind of giving her that chance of being like let me know like we're friends so if i'm yeah, ever like your doing relationship anything, used to be about you both kind of yeah. you know talking about your woe so i'm confused of the sudden change and why she's not communicating too right like yeah, it I'm seems like you know confused. the norm used to be that it was a safe place for you to air those kind of grievances so like you right. know you, again sudden change here right it's like you're the one who's left to deal with the whiplash yeah and like we were saying in the last story like her reaction to you expressing your feelings is not your fault and you have no control unfortunately of how she reacts and the fact that it was just so bonkers and like just so like such a 180 of what was expected like just the last thing that was ever expected it was just so and out that's of left field disappointing too because yeah. everybody's of course allowed to not be able to bear on other people's grievances but to Bree and I's point with our last story and how we had talked about my friend who just simply liked the message to let me and like for me personally that was enough I don't ex- again it's also like this expectation of people's reactions to like again nobody loves us harder than like we love ourselves which is wonderful and I really want that because <laughs> it's like I didn't expect another reaction from that person other than like liking it and hearting it Mm -hmm. it was just good news on my end I didn't expect them to be like oh my god that's the best thing I've ever heard blah 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 it was just like a life update that was like good news 
And I know that this person's just notoriously busy too. So an acknowledgement is an acknowledgement. And I think that's what you were also wanting here too. And this person failed to give it. So that's kind of like, hey, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because especially since you're used to be acknowledging, acknowledged by said human. Right. You're at, you're just asking for communication. Like you're just basically treating the friendship how you always have. And all of a sudden there's this turn here. So I think there's something like a missing puzzle piece almost. And yeah. you're like supposed to be the one to figure it out, which... I think if this person values you, they should be able to communicate to you on how they made you feel and understand your perspective there too. And also like people can just say like, I don't know, especially with some of the things that you are going through, I don't think it's hard to take two seconds to, you know, also just validate you at the very least and be like, you know, I'm really sorry that people aren't using your preferred pronouns, they, them. Sometimes that's all we just need to hear. Yeah. It's like, you know, cause it's such an, yeah just even be like i'm so sorry right and that topic can be so taboo too so and like it's really hard especially even today it's still taboo people are like no you can't be that just be he she kind of like you know just pick that there's only two so like it sometimes you don't even know who's gonna really validate you when you say that so even that's just great hearing like yeah you should just be they them if that's what you prefer Oh yeah, if that's no. and and it's great to even just hear truth. that. Yeah, or like when people even like because people make mistakes too, and then if you correct them and they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and then they make it a point too, because like I've messed up some people's pronouns before. Before I met them, they corrected mm-hmm. me, and they just informed me they were they were very polite about it. They said, "You know, uh, you don't know this. You just met me because I kept saying she," and th- they were like, "I go by they them." And I apologize and just made it a point moving forward. Like, it doesn't even need to be, like, a huge spectacle, too. You were just basically asking to be acknowledged. I think you even thanked them for, yeah. for correcting you. Well, yeah. Is, it should be what happens. It less, I'm so sorry, because then it feels like You did person, something wrong or, like, intentional. Or it feels like you want you need to be, like, get a pass for something. It just, it puts the other person, the person... To have to say, like, that's okay, because it's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay, and you don't have to say that it is. So thanking them, just thanking them, correcting yourself, and moving on is the best thing. And for anybody that has such a goddamn hard time saying it when it's not that hard of a fucking thing to do, just use a person's name. You can never go wrong. Yeah. Just use a person's name. Yeah. If you have such a hard time fucking doing it. Yeah, like, it's actually really weird and I don't get it. That's not what... It's literally <laughs> it's so not, easy. Yeah, if you needed validation, what you should have emailed us. <laughs> we would have had you. That's neither here nor there. You're here now and we love you. Yeah. Um. And so I'm here to tell you that I'm sorry that that happened. An acknowledgement sometimes is the best form of therapy, too. It's not like you were asking for a novel. Just You just want to talk to your friend, it sounds like. So I'm really bummed about that, too. And then... As far as your trip goes, unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to get out of this without expressing yourself. I think in your needs and your boundaries and your feelings. So maybe there's no better time than the present. I was going to say, maybe it kind of forces the conversation. It's yeah. It's a tough one to have, but. It's but again, it's no just you what. advocating for yourself and it can be something as simple like, or if you don't want to make like a big spectacle, maybe you're not ready to confront the person. You can let the people whose house you're staying at know that, hey, without going into too much detail, we're not on the best terms at the moment. I don't want to spoil the good night. I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z for a little bit and I'll be back later. Mm-hmm. 
it can be something as simple as that. And again, if they're your friends too, they won't want to put you in an awkward situation. They'll understand. And that'll just be what it is. But I don't think you need to force yourself to be uncomfortable here. Or if you do run into this person, you can let them know, hey, I know we're not on the best of terms. Um, or maybe you don't even talk to them too. Yeah. But I also like you noted that it would be uncomfortable for you to be around them. So that's why I'm almost thinking it makes more sense for you to let the people who you're staying with know that this isn't the best situation for you to be in. And for the sake of X, Y, and Z, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. And if that person who is, you know, there that you don't feel comfortable with reaches out to you and texts and wants to know more, you can be like, when you're ready to sit down and have a talk about this, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. discuss our relationship further but have a really good night yeah because it's also probably not the time or the place for that too you know and because I also don't want to put you in a situation you're not ready to confront too it sounds like you're still processing a lot of things as well yeah so I think use your best judgment on what makes sense but definitely I think you should inform the people you're staying with that not an ideal situation for you and not get into too much detail you can just say that much Right. Yeah. Especially if they're friends with both of you, be like, I don't want to sway anybody any direction. We haven't even talked about it, so I don't want to talk about it right. without them here. Um, so yeah, don't want to get into detail, but I'm just uncomfortable and you guys had no idea about it. So do not feel bad. Do not worry. I'm just taking myself out of an uncomfortable situation and I want you guys to still enjoy your night and have yeah. dinner. I will be back and we will have fun. Yeah. And like we can go do something tomorrow night. Like just yeah. like, you know, let them know you don't feel slighted. You don't feel any type of way. Because right. like how were they to know? Exactly. Right. Um, which again, just goes to show how I truly think like you. It, it sounds like you handled the situation as best anybody could with negative news reaching out to somebody. Like you did literally everything that Bree and I asked <laughs> the last people to do right in our last story you covered all the correct bases of do you have the capacity to take this on hey maybe you don't at the moment respond to me when you can right um and then when you finally did can like friend them about it especially when the relationship before it's not like you were like the people in our last story where you two were like very strange people and this was like an unusual thing for you to be doing this was somebody you once felt was a safe space so how were you to think this would be anything different as well i was gonna say that's such a good point to like bring up that's i mean and that's just points at communication it's like if you if you are ever on either side of things if any party of any situation is ever feeling uncomfortable with something and you are you have a relationship where you guys talk continue that it can be, I will give this at least, it's, it's harder to have serious conversations like that with the people that you're closer to. It is. Literally, Abby and I are still working on it. Like, I still, I have a hard time because I don't know how to start conversations. I have a hard time bringing things up. And sometimes things will bug me and I haven't brought it up. And then she expresses her feelings about things. And then I find my, I check myself like, getting upset that i'm like well i'm this i feel this way and i'm like well but you know what she expressed it she told me and she's she told me how she felt about something and i haven't been doing that so i really can't be mad at that because how was she to know so you like you just have to communicate with each other so if she was having a hard time or if she was 
if she needed space or something like that, or if she was feeling any type of way with the communication that was happening before she kind of attacked, then you, she should have said something. It doesn't have to be super in depth. It could literally just be, I don't really have the space for this right now. I'm going to get back to you. Yeah. It's just, it's just really interesting too that (laughs) just her response was just so confusing. It's confusing and disappointing for a lot of different reasons because it also feels like it was like a knee jerk reaction too, almost like it was like this preemptive, almost argument they had made in their head about how they wanted to respond to all of this, which makes me think again, there's something else going on in their life, but they're not letting us know. So we, how are we, you know, you're not a mind reader. Yeah. You know, you don't know this. And again, all I to my previous point is all you did was continue the friendship as it was normally like what you're accustomed to. And she reacted to you as if you should have known that that was not OK. And that's not on you. And I'm sorry that that was the response you got too, especially right. since you've already been going through a pretty difficult time. So because yeah. I never want you to question or to regret expressing when you've been hurt by somebody that you care about and that you thought cared about you that it keep doing that yeah at the very least it'll tell you how they feel yeah so we are so proud of you for doing that and we are equally as confused by the response that you got and really sorry that you did get that response because it doesn't it doesn't make sense for what you thought the relationship was And maybe that's what needs to be discussed is I just clearing up the situation, Mm -hmm. getting some clarity Mm -hmm. of like, and maybe you can even start it that way just to be like, maybe that'll say something if you start the conversation of, are you okay? Like what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? That could be potentially a really good way too. Yeah. You'd be like, how are you doing right now? Yeah. Like, are you okay? I wanted to check in with you. You know, it kind of freaked me out. Right. Because, I, you know, especially with people you love, like the love doesn't go away or like the friendship. Sorry, maybe this isn't, like you know, deep to like the love point. But like especially with the people you make connections with, it doesn't go away after one fight, too. So I'm sure there's still a part of you also wondering, like, are they all right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's okay to look to Bree's point to ask about, too, is like, are you okay? The last time we spoke, you know, your reaction to how I stated, you know, expressed myself was really kind of puzzling based on our normal communication. So I just really want to reach out and see if you're okay. Yeah. And if I feel like if they continue to still place the blame on you, then defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's not really a relationship you need at the moment, whether or not, you know, it's a pause or it's just, it, it ends right there. You can still at least leave it knowing or pausing it, knowing that you tried to communicate effectively you tried to reach out you took accountability for i think the appropriate things that needed to be take taken accountability for and you know sometimes again to my previous ending with the last stories let them Mm -hmm. if that's how they want to view the view the situation let them you were very courteous i think in your approach to every step Mm-hmm. of you trying to communicate so I, I don't think there's much that you need to apologize for here and then again as far as your upcoming living situation goes I think it's important for you to maybe sit down with the people you're staying with and just you know give them you know at best if you feel comfortable a vague insight as to the current status of your relationship with this person and just explain that you know 
for the sake of your trip, your stay. Because again, you're paying money for this too. Like, you know, why you shouldn't have to pay to make other people comfortable when you're uncomfortable. Like you can, what the fuck? You might as well have stayed home then. So yeah, I think you can let them know that it's not the best situation for you to be in. That said, you don't want to make it a big thing. You want everybody to have a good time. So you're just going to remove yourself for a little bit Mm -hmm. and you'll touch base later. And I don't think it needs to be anything more than that. And it can maybe be discussed after the party, but before the party, during the party, not the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I just can't stop apologizing because it's just... It's such a tough I know, situation and, to mm-hmm. be in, especially with friends. Like, it's just... It's so unexpected. And it's really hard when it is somebody that you usually are able to go to for the tough things. So you already have all these tough things in your life that you're trying to work through and kind of figure out and vent about and just kind of talk through just to figure it all out so it stops bouncing around inside your head. And the person that you usually go to, you're now having this these uncomfortable feelings with and it's now also adding to the stress and yeah. the hurt and all that stuff. And it's like, that is a very tough situation and we're very sorry that you are in the middle of that but you have I think Abby said this you've done everything right up to this point so keep doing what you're doing because Mm -hmm. I don't think the reaction was warranted even if she is having a hard time she when she's ready she can communicate yeah that and you know hopefully you're able to see eye to eye or just clear things up because it is just such a, it was just such a out of left field reaction. So yeah, I do hope that things get better. Um, you're not wrong because we said you're not wrong. Bree and I obviously yeah. agree with you. So <laughs> survey size, you're in the right. Right. Keep communicating. You're doing it. Yeah. And keep reaching out if you need, you know, just an outlet. Again, you've been going through some tough stuff lately, and it's not fun to go through alone. So if you do ever just want to talk, it doesn't need to necessarily be talked about on the podcast. But if you need a couple of rent-free roommates. Yeah. And I guess in case it you have you which i doubt just because it sounds like you're a very good communicator but just in case like we said to the last person and like we said to the last story i just preface things now you know it's in reaction to what happened preface it i guess and just if you weren't already ask if somebody has a space for stuff because the world sucks right now so we're all really going through it but <laughs> to everybody tonight <laughs> let's all just normalize asking if somebody's ready for what we're going to talk to them about. <laughs> just kind of setting that tone and setting expectations, I guess. Let's all just be a little more mindful of each other and a little more loving. Yeah. And, you know. Gentle, more gentle with everyone and including yourself. <laughs> yes. Be gentle you. with yourself, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh. But thank you so much for sharing because it's not easy to talk about. Yeah. It even it's very vulnerable to express these things, especially if I feel like in both ways, like questioning your actions and feeling guilty for things that you shouldn't be feeling guilty yeah. for to both of our writers. Yeah, it's not fun to feel like the bad guy. So, yeah, it is a vulnerable position to be in. And yet the both of you were still seeking feedback, which 
usually the assholes aren't the ones looking for feedback. Let me tell you both that. (laughs) It's just my personal opinion here. But thank you both for being brave, for being vulnerable. We really appreciate it. And thank you for letting us add our two cents. And once again, if you either of you need to talk again, you can email us. You know, the limit does not exist. You know, (laughs) (laughs) rentfreeroommates at gmail.com. We are always willing to listen. And hopefully for anybody who was like maybe on the fence about writing in our audition, (laughs) you know, you heard this and you were like, damn, these bitches, these bitches might get it. Email us. Anything. You know where to find us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to tell you twice. (laughs) And if you keep coming back and you love listening, we love that so much. And I think you should share it with everybody because you love it so much. Especially us. We want to (laughs) know. Well, and just share us with everybody. Be like, oh my God, I'm loving this. And I keep listening to it. Here you go. You should listen too. Yeah, we're good for the... We're good for the soul. (laughs) It's a long way of saying, share us. (laughs) Thank you so much to everybody for listening and for writing. We love you all. Happy to be back because it does feel like even from the last episode, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been some long weeks. Her sense of time is just shit. She can't remember anything and her sense of time is shit. Um... We gotta go. Years <laughs> before she forgets that she's it's doing been a podcast. Four years. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs>